Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Though it may be known as America's pastime, baseball has spread across the world. Though the MLB is trying to come back, there is still some money to be made overseas, and Greg Peterson is going worldwide to hit a grand slam for your bankroll. From the return of baseball in the States to daily KBO picks, all the bases covered on the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson. So here is the international king of swing. A special hello welcome to Lovey Las Vegas for the MLB Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson. Yes, we've got a little bit of new funky music to start out with. And we've got a new funky league that we're going to be breaking down as we are back to every day in which there are games. Now, I will mention that there might be a day or two in which I'm not going to be doing this podcast when the KBO has travel days because with the Korean Baseball League, what you're going to find out is that they play pretty much all their games together. Like, you're going to have five games today, five games tomorrow. It's a 10-team league, and we're going to be going through the basics of the league in the first segment. In the second segment, we're going to be taking a look back at yesterday's results, trying to get to know these teams a little bit better, and just go through a little bit of the stats that we've seen so far this year before in the final segment, just like I used to do on this podcast last year. Side and total on every single game on the betting board. And these are going to be podcasts I think that you guys are going to like. Many of you guys remember my MLB podcasts were a little bit over an hour every day when I was doing them. Back when I was doing the college basketball podcast, that would be every side in total every day. There were days in which you had 150 games and that would turn into these long marathon podcasts. Well, with having a 10-team league in the Korean baseball organization, these are going to be nice, short, probably like 
45-ish minute podcast. Some of these might be more like 40, some of these might be a little bit more like 50, but here in the first segment, just giving you a little bit of the groundwork as to what's going to be going on on this podcast since you're hearing the rebrand, you're hearing the funky new music and everything like that, and you guys are dying for action. COVID-19 has just absolutely crushed us sports fans, us sports betters, because we've just had nothing. The NBA is shut down right now. The MLB is shut down right now. The NFL it will be in the offseason anyway. This is right now in flux college football, college basketball. Heck, bowling is right now shut down, for goodness sake. So, I mean, it certainly has been a little bit of a rough time, so hopefully this can be a little bit of a ray of light. Just to give you the elevator pitch here as well as to what's all going to be happening with this podcast, I plan on doing this podcast every day that we do have KBO games. I just mentioned that a few seconds ago, but with that said, I plan on uploading this podcast every day at 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific. That would be 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. I think that this is a good time because typically what you're going to find with these KBO lines is that they aren't typically posted up until the mid to late afternoon when you take a look at Eastern time when it comes to Pacific, more like the lunchtime hours just because these games in the KBO, they start at the very earliest with regards to Pacific time, 10 p.m. at the latest 2.30 a.m. when it comes to to an East Coast perspective, that is 1 to 5.30 a.m. Pacific time. When I was doing my MLB podcast last year, I was posting these breakdowns and these podcasts at midnight Pacific. Obviously, that is not going to work out so well with the KBO. So, unfortunately, we are going to have to do a little bit of something different there. And I mentioned it on my last podcast a couple days ago with being able to jump into a new league. I do encourage you guys to do a little bit of a dry run if you are new to Korean baseball betting. And betting on the KBO is a little bit different than betting on the MLB. As far as I've seen, the only place in which you are able to bet pitcher to on the KBO is Pinnacle. All the rest of these places, like I'm going to be giving you mostly lines from a couple offshore books, Bet Online, Five Dimes, and then also Circus Sports, because I think that Circus Sports is doing the best job of any book out here in Las Vegas of being able to post up these KBO lines. So I'm going to be giving you a blend of those books when it comes to being able to give you guys the lines of my picks for this podcast. But with that said, when you take a look at how to bet at these places, you're betting on the team. You're not necessarily betting on on the pitcher and it becomes more and more important to be noting who's all going to be going where and it's going to be a little bit of a labor of love because that is something that the books typically take care of you on because if you wound up betting on like the Houston Astros you're going to be taking Justin Verlander in a pitcher dependent matchup and Justin Verlander gets scratched well you just have no bet you wind up firing it back in let's say that in the KBO you're betting on Drew Flexen for example and Drew Flexen get stretched well you still have the same bet you still have the same juice everything like that and a good place to be able to go to find out who the starting pitchers are for every league is mykbosats.com that's what i've been using they've been very reliable you're able to find the sets from previous years this year what have you with all these pitchers they list the starting pitchers everything like that so that is something that i think is a very good tool that you should have in your arsenal and i do think that this is going to be a very fun link we see a bunch of interesting mascots, the NC Dinos, and if you saw the NC Dinos means swole daddies, I think that that's awesome. The KT Wiz on this podcast are going to be known as the KT Blobs because their mascot is just a big, giant, smiling, like baseball sort of thing. I call it the skinnier cousin of Big Hero 
Six. It's just a guy whose entire body is just a big giant smile. I mean, it's hilarious, and I do think that it's a great mascot. I mean, the blob is very, very strange, but it's happy, and we like happy on this podcast, so we are going to be having that, and it's going to be just a whole boatload of fun, but when it comes to actually betting on this league, what you do want to note is that we have seen early on this season a lot of overs. When you take a look at the results from yesterday, and we're going to be getting into that a little bit more in the second segment, every single game either pushed on the total or went over, as every single team, except for the Samsung Lions, were able to get to at least three runs, so I do think that that's going to be very fascinating, but what you do want to also note as well, and I went through a little bit of this on the podcast a few days ago as well, so if you're looking for a little bit more of the historical sets from the 2019 season in the KBO, and that was posted on the West Coast very, very late Tuesday, early Wednesday on the East Coast. It should be labeled 5-6, but what you're going to notice is that this is a little bit more of a four-contact league, and the ball was just completely dejuiced in the middle of the 2019 season. Your leader at home runs in the KBO last year had 33 of them. That would be Mr. Byung-Ho Park. That is something that I think is very important to note, and as always on this podcast, much like I do on Hooping with Hoops, the college basketball podcast I do, and much like I did on this podcast last year, always happy to answer your Twitter questions, because I'm sure that there's going to be quite a few of these, with the KBO being a little bit of a different league, and I actually did get one in today, so let's get into this one. So you have questions, and Greg may or may not have any insight into them, but let's dive into the Twitter mailbag. Michael McCarthy, you can follow him on Twitter, at Michael89. 282195 as at GNR score D1. What would you pay extra for a half a run on the total? So you're going to be taking a look at maybe instead of an eight and a half on a total, maybe an eight. And what you're also going to find in the KBO is that you're not going to find these outlier totals like you're going to find in Major League Baseball because we saw it towards the end of the year in Coors Field. You saw a whole bunch of totals that they were just getting north of like 12 runs. It was absolutely ridiculous. What you're going to notice in the KBO is that really the highest total that I've seen so far is 10. The lowest total that I've seen is 8. And when you get in that range of about 8 to 10 runs, I put it at about 15 cents. I do think that there's going to be a little bit more premium on being able to get that half run that you do find in Major League Baseball because during the 2019 Major League Baseball season, you saw that just such few games wound up falling on the total. And we've seen in the KBO, there have been a whole bunch of games that you really needed that extra half run or anything like that, but I do think it's coming because we did notice in the KBO last year that a lot of these teams, they were averaging right around four and a half runs per game. There isn't a lot of games in which you're going to find like the NC Dinos score like 25 runs one game and then they're going to score two the next. I do feel like the MLB is a little bit more volatile just because with the KBO, this is a little bit more station to station baseball and I do think that that is something that is very important to point out and what you're also going to find in the KBO is that a lot of these bullpens are a little bit more sustainable. I think that this is going to be coming a little bit more towards the end of the year because keep in mind, there are a couple pitchers that are coming over from America that they wound up starting out the year in Korea. They wound up traveling back to the States. And then when it was announced that the KBO was going to be starting up in early May, they wound up traveling back to Korea. And we're right now finding this with a couple different teams. I think that the KT Wiz, aka the Blobs, are dealing with this is 
two guys that wound up traveling back to America are currently quarantined because you have in South Korea a 14-day quarantine for anyone that's coming into the country to make sure that they don't have coronavirus and everything like that. So that's why the beginning of the year has been a little bit more of an overfest. Like I was talking about yesterday, you did wind up having every single game go over. But with that said, I would say about 15 cents of juice. So what this means is that like with the NC Dinos game that I'm going to be getting into in the final segment, I wound up taking over eight and a half in that game at plus 105. If I wanted over eight, it would have been minus 120 juice. Now, if the juice would have been a little bit closer to minus 110 on over eight, I would have taken the eight instead of the eight and a half. But being as though it was a 25 cent difference, instead of laying the minus 120 juice, I decided to take a little bit of a plus price at plus 105. That was really my way of doing it. If it falls right on 15, because like I was saying, the example of over eight versus over eight and a half, I probably would be looking at the eight if you're at minus 110, because I do think that if you're able to get minus 110 or better juice, that's pretty appealing on totals. If you're laying like minus 120, minus 125, that's sometimes when it gets a little bit rich for my blood, because typically whenever these bookmakers set totals, they are pretty sharp. It's pretty much a little bit of a horse apiece situation, and really the way that the juice gets moved is based on action on one side or the other. So that's that's the way that I would play with regards to totals. And like I said, I know that you guys are going to have a bunch of questions when it comes to KBO betting. And in the final segment, I am certainly going to be giving you guys a lot of what you need to know with regards to these pitchers, with regards to these rosters. We're going to be going through that as I give you my breakdown of every single pick. So we are back in the saddle. But coming up next, we are going to be taking a look at the KBO action that we wound up seeing on, I guess you could call it, very, very early Thursday morning and just let you know what we all saw from the league yesterday. And that is on the other side right here on the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson. back here in lovely Las Vegas for baseball betting with myself, Greg Peterson. I'm going to be having guests on this podcast in future days. This is typically where we're going to have the guest podcast today. I decided to ride solo on it and Keep in mind, I am going to be keeping notes of the MLB, what's all going to be happening when that league winds up starting up again. So don't worry about that. This is not just going to be come the KBO and KBO only podcast. But with that said, when it comes to picks, until the MLB gets started, the only picks that are going to be on this podcast is the KBO. But yesterday, we did see some very interesting games. As I mentioned in the first segment, We wound up seeing all five games go over the total. The NC Dinos have gotten off to a very nice start so far this year. You had Ku Chang Mo really be able to mow down a bunch of hitters. He wound up going six innings, did not give up a single run for the Dinos. Hong Sung Mu wound up giving up two runs in relief, but with that said, the NC Dinos, they were able to get an 8-2 win over the Samsung Lions. And for the Lions, one of the gentlemen that began his life out here in the States, that would be one David Buchanan. He did not have a good start in this one. He wound up being able to give the team six innings, so you give him credit. Even though he wound up getting just completely plastered in the first couple innings, he was able to give some length, but he gave up five runs, all of which were earned, including a dinger going yard for the NC Dinos. No Jin Hwak. He was able to really get a hold of that one. And 
The entire Dinos team has really been able to get off to a very good start when it comes to the bats so far this season. They have scored four, four, and eight runs, so combined 16 runs in three games, so solid start for them. Samsung Lions, they are currently behind the eight ball. They are 0-3. They're going to look to get up off the mat. The KT Wiz, a.k.a. the Blobs, they wound up starting out 0-3 as well as the Lotte Giants were able to get the sweep in their series against KT. 7-3 was the final in this one for the Giants. They wound up getting down 2-1 early. Early, but for the Giants, what they were able to get is a good wholesale approach. Say Wong Park was able to give the team four and two-thirds innings. He gave up three runs, all of which were earned, but the bullpen for the Lotte Giants, which was really an issue for the team during the 2019 season, they came up big. You wound up having four guys give the team an ending apiece, and then Jin Hong Park also gave the team a third of an inning as well. A combined one hit from them, so you got to give them credit. And for KT, what you had was a little bit of a bullpen imposition implosion as you had Jay Sung Bay give the team six and a third innings. He wound up giving up two runs, but he was very lucky that he only gave up two runs. He scattered eight hits across those six and two-thirds innings, and then from there, it was Lotte being able to put a hurting on the other team. As for Lotte, Sun Ha Siap was able to go yard. He had a three-run dinger for the team, so that was very big for him, and this is someone that is going to really be looked to as a little bit of a focal point for this bunch. He only had 10 home runs last season, but in the previous two years, he had 20 plus Plus, and 20 home runs out here in the KBO is something that is a big deal because we saw the ball get dejuiced towards the back half of the 2019 season. And when you take a look at Asiap, he doesn't sound like necessarily a household name, but ever since the beginning of the 2010 season, and he spent all of his years with Lotte, he's had an average of 295 or greater. So he's actually one of the better hitters that you're going to find in this league. And Dixon Machado, also a member of the Lotte Giants. We're going to be getting into their line up a little bit more in the final segment as well, but Lotte off to a 3-0 start thanks to that win. A team that is off to a 2-1 start, that would be the Doosan Bears as a man that came over from the States was able to get his first win in his KBO career. That would be Chris Flexen. He was flexing the 450 ERA as he wound up going six innings. He gave up three runs. The big thing for Flexen is that his command was actually pretty good in this one. Only one walk across those six innings. And then from there, the Doosan Bears, they were able to really put things out. They did not give up a single hit out of the bullpen. And for the LG Twins, it was really the opposite for them. Jung Cheng Hian was able to give the team only four innings. He gave up three runs, all of which were earned. You have to give Lee Min Ho a little bit of credit. He wound up giving the team three innings. He did not give up a single run. But with that said, the other bullpen bullpen arms gave up a combined three runs across two innings. That was really a little bit of a bugaboo for the team. And for the LG Twins, they were hurt by the fact that they had not one, not two, but three errors in this game. In this game, and for Dusan, this is a team that actually has on their team the leader in hits from last year as well, Jose Miguel Fernandez. He was able to give the team 198 hits last year, so he certainly did a solid job there. And for LG, this is a team that has not really been able to plug in their offense so far this year. They have scored more than three runs just once in their first three games, so that is going to be something that you do want to note. They were struggling with their offense towards the back half of last year, so LG certainly with a little bit of a power outage there as it is a good start for the Doosan Bears that wound up winning the league last year. So you want to take a look at them. You want to also take a look at both the Kiwan Heroes and the Kia Tigers. The Kia Tigers were able to salvage their series against Kiwoom yesterday as they were able to get a 8-5 win in that one for Kiwoom. This was a little bit of a wholesale approach bullpen 
sort of game as Choi Wong Tae was able to give the team five innings, gave up two runs, but then from there, the bullpen just got absolutely obliterated. They give up six runs over the course of four innings. It just was not going well for anyone that came in, and you have to give credit to Lee Min Woo. He wound up giving up four runs in the first inning of this game to the Heroes. From there, he wound up really buckling down, gave the team five and two-thirds innings, would not give up a single run from there, so Min Woo was really able to save the day with that regard. You did have Mui Koi Chung give up a run out of the bullpen, but with that said, certainly a good little put-out-the-fire job there by the Kia Tigers bullpen, and for the Kia Tigers, you want to note that they were able to get three hits out of Preston Tucker. This is someone that I believe played for the Chicago White Sox earlier in his career. He has spent the last couple years out there in the KBL, and he certainly was able to deliver a little bit of power as he was able to get a home run and four RBI in this one. And for Ki Woom, they also have a guy that began his career out in the States as well. That would be Taylor Ma who, when he was in the MLB, had some of the best hair in baseball. So I do give him a little bit of credit there. He was able to go yard for his first home run in the KBO yesterday, but certainly was not a enough as Kiwoom wound up getting four runs in the first inning. From there, they just ran out of gas a little bit. And then in the other game that we saw, it was the SK Wyverns who wound up losing to the Hanwha Eagles by a count of 8-4 to four. for the Eagles. This is a team that they certainly were not soaring at the beginning of the year. They have scored three runs or fewer in two of their first three games, but they were really able to explode late in this game. They put up a six spot in the sixth inning, and the catalyst for that was the fact that they were able to play some very good small ball. They just wound up going with the death by a million cuts approach. They were able to get 13 hits in this game. They weren't able to go yard. And for the SKY Verns, they had 15 hits in this game, but they only got four runs. They just kept leaving men on base time and time again. And you have to give Hanwha a lot of credit. Jang Shi Huan wound up going six innings for the team. He gave up nine hits, but he was able to get strikeouts when it mattered. Six Ks for him. And that's big because what a lot of people don't realize with this league is that strikeouts are not necessarily the easiest thing to come by. The strikeouts per nine inning rate is right around 7.2, 7.3. So that is certainly something that you do want to note. And with the SK Wyverns, they were really let down by their bullpen. And you're going to find out in the final segment, SK actually has sort of the Mariano Rivera of this league on their team, but he certainly did not come out in this one as the bullpen of SK wound up giving up a combined six runs over four innings. That's really what killed them in this game. This SK is off to a one and two start. So that's a little bit of a round as to what we all saw in the KBO on Thursday. I guess you could call it very, very late Wednesday. Whatever you want to call it. I have always been confused as to what you call like the hours between midnight at 6 a.m. because it doesn't feel like Thursday, but it is Thursday. So I'm going to be working on that as well. And in the final segment, we're going to be a little bit of a work in progress in this one, but hopefully I'll be doing a good job of giving you guys some picks. Side in total on all five games in the KBO for today with my analysis of it as we touch them all. Coming up next right here on the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson. And we are back in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. Now it is that time of the podcast in which I give you a side in total on every game that is going to be going down very, very early Friday morning in a little something we like to call... 
touch them all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. And we head to the lovely country of South Korea as we're going to be giving you these as they are listed in betting order at Circa. It looks like there is a little bit of a rotation order. I'm not seeing any rotation numbers here, but I am noticing that a lot of the books, they have sort of the same order with regards to these. So I'll just read the numbers at the top. Hopefully these are the rotation numbers. But with that said, here is what we are all on today in the KBO as we start with the Doosan Bears and they are going to be playing host to the KT Wiz. 304-661-304-662. It is the Doosan Bears on the money line. Right around minus 180. I've seen a little minus 175. I've seen as high as minus 190. They actually open up right around $2. KT Wiz, as I'm seeing it on the money line, plus 155. And your total on this game is 9. The under juice is anywhere between even and minus 105. Your over juice, anywhere between minus 115 and minus 120. And this is a very intriguing spot because Doosan has gotten off to a very nice start. They were able to get a big one yesterday. They have begun on a 2-1 run. And with Doosan, what you've got to like about this team is that they don't necessarily have a bunch of guys that are going to knock the ball out of the park, but you've got a guy by the name of Jose Miguel Fernandez. You may recall that he spent some time with the LA Angels a couple years ago, and this guy absolutely terrorized the league last year. He wound up leading the KBO in hits with 197, batted right around a 344 on-base percentage of above a 400. He's off to a solid start so far this year. So I do like the upside of him in the middle of the lineup. And then the guy that you really need to note when it comes to the Doosan Bears is what you're getting at the top with Chu Huan Choi. This is someone that wound up going yard in one of the first games of the season. Last year, he batted only 277, which was a little bit of a downturn because in each of his previous six years out there in the KBO, he had batted at least a 280. It was a little bit of a slump. And you're going to notice this with quite a few of the guys that they wound up having a little bit of a tough 2019 season because the ball wound up getting dejuiced during the middle of the season because this is someone that during the 2018 season wound up going yard 26 times. Last year, he only had four home runs. He was limited due to injury with only 87 games. It looks like he's back and fully healthy, though. So I do think that that's going to be helping this team out. And then when you're taking a look at the pitching matchup in this one, I think it's going to be very interesting because Gaethje is going to be going with So Hyung Jun. And then with Doosan, you've got Yu Hui Kwan. And with Mr. Hoi Kwan, hopefully I'm saying this one correctly, he was absolutely terrific during the 2019 season. He had a 325 ERA, did a very good job with his command. He had only 42 walks over the course of 166 and a third inning. So he did a good job of being able to limit that, kept the ball in the yard, only giving up eight home runs in those innings. So he was giving up about uh, half a home run every nine innings. So you've got to like that about him. Prior to that, he just never had really been able to put it together, which I do think is fascinating, but this guy is an innings eater, so I don't think that Doosan is going to have to look to the bullpen too much, and they've been getting some pretty solid starts to start with, and then when you take a look at Gay T, they are going to be relying upon Su Young Jun, who I just mentioned, young 18-year-old fireballer who's a little bit mysterious. This is going to be his first career start at the KBO level, and you got to think that at any sign of danger, KT is probably going to be looking to pull him out of the game. With KT, this is a team that they are currently dealing with a couple of American pitchers that are coming over and are currently stuck in quarantine. So I think that that's very fascinating. And then with KT, what else I think is fascinating is that they are the KT Wiz, but they are going to be known on this podcast as the Blobs because if you take a look at their mascot, it's just some big, giant, smiling, white baseball sort of thing. So it is the KT Blobs. I just can't get behind the Blobs 
clubs in this spot. And with Doosan, I think that they're going to really be able to get a good performance in this one out of Hoi Kwan. I think that it's going to be a struggle for KT to really get past three runs in this spot. So I'm actually going to be taking a look at the run line here with Doosan as I'm seeing it at Circa. It is plus 108. I want to take a plus 105 firstly. So plus 105, plus 108, somewhere in that range. If you're getting that on the run line, any sort of plus money, I would certainly advise play there. And I am going to be taking a look at the under because I do think that with Hoi Jung coming in for KT, being an 18-year-old fireballer, it might throw Dusan off balance for a little bit. I do think that Dusan, that second, third time through the lineup, they are going to be able to get to him, and they're going to be able to get to that KT bullpen. So I do think that they're going to be able to wear them down eventually, but I don't think it's going to be soon enough for this total to go over. So we are going to be taking the Bears on the run line, and we're going to be taking this total under. We move on to 304-663, 304-664. The Kiwoom Heroes are going to be playing us to the Henwa Eagles. But once again, hopefully I am saying all these names correctly as the Eagles find themselves plus 165 underdogs at Circa. I'm seeing a couple plus 160s as well. Heroes, anywhere between minus 180 and minus 190. The total on this game I'm seeing is 9.5. Pretty much across the board, your overjuice is anywhere between minus 105 and minus 110. The underjuice, anywhere between minus 110 and minus 115. And this is a spot where I'm going to be taking a look at a run line once again. I was able to get a plus 110 run line on the Heroes and we're currently I'm seeing it at Circa at even. If you're getting even or better, certainly would be advising a play as going for the Kiwoom heroes in this one from a pitching standpoint is Lee Sung Ho. And when you take a look at what you've got for Hanwha, they're going to be relying upon Jan Ming Jae. And with Mr. Ming Jae, he has never had an ERA below a 4-6 aside from the 2012 season in which he pitched a grand total of one inning. So obviously not a big sample size there. And this is someone that he wound up starting 22 games during the 2019 season. He's just not necessarily a guy that's going to give you a lot of length. You take a look at the way that things went for him during the 2019 season. He wound up pitching five innings or fewer in each out of his last six appearances. So you got to think that this is going to be a little bit of a bullpen game here for the Eagles. And then when you take a look at the Eagles, this is a team that's really been struggling on offense. There's just not a lot of redeeming qualities with this team. And then for Kiwoom, this is one of the best power teams that you're going to find out there in the KBO. Biongo Park, he actually spent a little bit of time with the Minnesota Twins in the MLB. It was in AAA Rochester for a couple years. He came over to the KBO right around the 2018 season. He actually led the league at home runs in 2019, 33 dingers for him. This is someone that does a very good job of being able to match. His batting average has been a little bit hit or miss ever since he's been in the KBO, but I do think that this is a guy that is certainly going to be able to put back to ball in the spot. And what else you have to like about the Heroes is that this is a team that they've went through the bullpen a little bit because Jake Brigham wound up only going three and a third innings in the team's first game of the season, and that's because a fire broke out at a nearby building, so they decided to pull him out of the game, but it seems like they're getting things online, and when you take a look at what you're going to be able to get from a pitching standpoint for the Heroes, I do think that Lee Sung-ho is going to be able to give this team a very good performance. He wound up starting 23 games last season. He averaged right around about six innings per start. You take a look at what he was able to do towards the back half of the year. He was able to give the team at least five innings in all but one of his last six starts, so he was really able to settle down. He came into his own towards the end of the year, so this is someone that I think is going to be able to build off of that performance. Young 21-year-old fireballer. He's a lefty as well. That is something that has not been 
really good for the Eagles, to say the least. I think that this is going to be a little bit of a tough spot for the Eagles to be able to generate a whole lot of offense. So for that reason, I'm going to be taking a look at the under. I think that the Heroes are just going to be able to stifle them with Sungho being able to give a good performance. I think that this is a spot in which Kihuma is going to be able to get a couple solo shots and they're going to be able to get the win. So we're going to be taking the Heroes on the run line anywhere between even and plus 110 depending on the juice that you've got. And we are on the under in this one as well. We move on to 304-665-304-666. The Lotte Giants are going to be playing host to the SK Wyverns. The Wyverns are minus 126 favorites at Circus Sports. I'm seeing minus 125 offshore as well. If you're looking at the Giants anywhere between plus 105 and plus 106, and your total on this game is 9, the over is just anywhere between minus 110 and minus 115, and the under is anywhere between minus 105 and minus 110. And we've seen this one jump. This opened up at Circa with the total being at 8.5 with minus 110 juice. I wound up jumping on the over there, and I would still advise a play on the over. I'd be a little bit more skittish, because when you take a look at this pitching matchup, it certainly is not necessarily one of the strongest ones. You've got Moon Sung Won going for the SK Verns, and when you take a look at what you're getting at the Lotte Giants, it is No Kyung Eon, and Mr. Kyon Eon was not necessarily the best when it came to his time with Dusan, and past couple of years, it's been very hit or miss with him for Lotte. He wound up only pitching nine games during the 2017 season, missed the entire 2019 season, and this is a guy that, when he was last with the Lotte Giants in 2018, split time as a long reliever and a starter, so he was sort of a back-and-forth sort of guy. He's someone that gives up a lot of hard contact as well. His home runs per nine innings is right around nine and a half from the 2018 season. This is someone that you gotta think that he's not gonna be able to go very deep into this game because he has had such a long layoff, so I do think that that plays into this quite a bit. And then when you take a look at the Giants in general, this is a team that was dead last in the KBO during the 2019 season, and the big reason why is because they don't necessarily have a great bullpen, they don't do a great job of being able to locate their fastballs, which is just absolutely huge. But what you do have to like about the Giants is that you do have a couple mashers out there for this team. Dixon Machado is certainly going to be a guy that you're going to want to take note of. This is someone that he winds up coming over from the States. He's actually a native of Venezuela. He spent a little bit of time in the Tigers and I believe also the Cubs organizations as well. I know for sure that he spent some time with the Tigers and then he actually spent the 2019 season in the Cubs organization and he wasn't bad with them at the AAA level, which if you're taking a look at your hierarchies with baseball, what you'd put the KBO at is pretty much in between AA and AAA. Sort of a hybrid of those and I know that I've had quite a few people tweet out sort of what that is, but with Dixon Machado during the 2019 season, he hit right around 260. He's not necessarily a guy that's going to light the world on fire, typically with power, but he did have 17 home runs in the AAA. Now, I will say that was out there in the PCL. The PCL had a massively juice ball, so you do want to throw those numbers out the window a little bit, but then you take a look at the other guys for Lotte. You've got a lot of guys that they are a little bit of feast or famine guys. They are willing strikeout candidates. You're going to notice that in the KBO, the strikeouts per nine innings rate was right around 7.3-ish during the 2019 season. It's been very similar so far this year, but what you've got to like about the Wyverns as well is that they've got a very good bullpen, and Jay Hoon Ha is essentially the Mariano Rivera of this league. He came over to the KBO after pitching in the JPCL, that's essentially the Japanese league, and he spent a couple years off, actually, and during the 2019 season, this guy was just absolutely spectacular. He had an ERA of a 198, and not only did he have an ERA of a 198, he 
gave up one home run in 58 innings. He saved right around 37 games. This guy was absolutely superb. He is unhittable, so if SK is able to get any sort of a lead whatsoever, it is essentially going to spell out doomsday for this team. And with SK, this is a bunch that, let's face it, they've had their struggles with regards to the bat. They're batting below 225 as a collective so far this year, but what I like is Wu Young Chung. This is someone that has been able to do a very good job for a long time in this league. With SK during the 2019 season, he was able to get an on-base percentage of right around a 345. He was able to do a good job of being able to supply a little bit of power as well. He's had at least 11 home runs in each out of his last five seasons, so that is something that you do want to note. He's a very well-traveled guy. I think that he's like 34 years old, so he's been in the league for quite a while, but what I really think is going to be the X factor in this game is going to be that bullpen, because I think that SK is going to be able to get just enough out of their starter in Moon Sing Wong. He had a 388 ERA last season. He gave the team 23 starts, and towards the back half of the year, he was used a little bit in relief, but whenever he would get a start, he would go more than five innings, which is very big. He was really able to find his stride towards the end of the year, and then when you take a look at what you're getting on the other end, you just don't know what you're going to be able to get out of New Kong Un with him missing that entire 2019 season. So for that reason, we are going to be taking SK, laying a small number here, and we are also going to be taking this total over. I know that there's been a little bit of a movement with regards to that total, but I still advise a play at over 9. We go to 304-667, 304-668. The LG Twins hit the road to face off against the NC Dinos. Lee Jayhawk is going to be going for the Dinos. Meanwhile, for LG, you've got a little bit more of a common name. Tyler Wilson, he is going to be pitching for them. And as it stands right now, the Twins are a minus 140 road favorite. Meanwhile, the Dinos, they are plus 120. Your total on this game is 8. The over is juice of anywhere between minus 115 and minus 120. I'm actually seeing an 8.5 pop up out there as well. If you're looking at 8.5, plus 105 is what the over is at. The under is at minus 125 on that 8.5. Meanwhile, on the 8, the under juice is anywhere between minus 105 and even. And this is a situation in which I'm going to be taking a look at our good buddies the Dinos. With the NC Dinos, they obviously don't have Eric Thames like they used to, but with that said, they are still a team that has quite a few mashers. They actually started out as a plus 110 underdog. They wound up going to even money. Now they are back up to 120, so we are seeing quite a bit of movement with this game, and with Lee J. Hawk, who is going to be going for NC. He was absolutely terrific during the 2019 season, but I think that the market is thinking that he might have a little bit of regression after a good last season because prior to the 2019 campaign, from 2014 to 2018, he finished up with an ERA north of four in every year. Last year, 10-4, 375 ERA. He was certainly able to do the job. He's not necessarily a guy that's going to give you a whole bunch of innings. He did a solid job towards the end of the year being able to go six, but six is really his max. He only went past six like two or three games last season, but with that said, he gave up two runs or fewer in eight out of his last nine appearances, so he really closed with a flurry, and then when you take a look at the other side for Mr. Tyler Wilson, I think that a lot of people are looking at his big 2019 for a bit of upside. He was 14-7, and 7, 292 ERA with LG, so he certainly had a nice round of it there, but what you notice is that there was a little bit of a mid-season struggle for him. When you take a look at his last nine starts, in four of them, he gave up four-plus runs, so I do think that he was made be figured out a little bit more. He did wind up closing out with the Fury, but a lot of those games were against Samsung as well, so I do think that you need to take that with a little bit of a grain of salt, and what I really like in this matchup is with NC, they have been just lighting the world on fire with regards to runs. They've been one of the top teams in the KBO, and the headliner for this team is former MLB star Aaron Altair, the longtime Philadelphia Phillies, 
better known as Aaron Alterable. He had a combined 123 with the Giants, Mets, and the Philadelphia Phillies at the MLB last season. But with that said, in his second game with NC, he was able to go yard. The NC Dinos certainly do have a lot of firepower in this lineup. And another guy that you have to really look to is Chen Ming Mo. This is someone that has been in the league for a long time, long time NC Dino. And he's not necessarily going to deliver a lot of pop, but he just does a solid job of being able to get on base. He was able to hit 305 last season. And you've got a lot of these guys with the dinos. When you take a look at this bunch, they just know how to get on base. They're not necessarily going to supply a lot of boom, which is why you bring in Altair, but the guy that I really like for this team, how about Sung Bun Na? He wound up leading the league in regards to batting average last season. He only played 23 games in 2019, but hit 366, and this is someone that ever since the beginning of the 2014 season has never hit below 309 in this league. So This is someone that certainly likes to be able to get on base. His slugging is not necessarily great, but he is able to supply a couple home runs. We saw his home run numbers certainly dip during the 2019 season because well, for one, he certainly was out of the fold for quite a while, and for two, you do wind up seeing the ball get dejuiced a little bit, but when you combine Sung Bum Na along with Altair, this is going to be a terrorizing lineup to use a little bit of a bad pun. And then when you take a look at this pitching matchup as well, I do think that you do have a little bit of upside here with Jay Hawk, so I do think that the Dinos should be able to get the job done. I don't see why they're such a big underdog, so we are going to be taking the Dinos with a plus price. I wound up personally taking over 8.5 in this spot. NC has been just a haven of overs so far. Two of their first three games wound up going over the total. I do think that we are going to see another total in this spot, so I am going to wind up taking that over 8.5 at plus 105. If you take the 8, obviously you try to get as good of juice as possible, but we are on the over, and we are on the Dinos, and we are going to be wrapping it up with our final game on the Las Vegas betting board. That would be 304-669-304-670. If you have the Samsung Lions, and they are going to be playing host to the Kia Tigers. For the Kia Tigers, you've got a familiar name, Drew Gagnon. Yeah. Drew Gagnon getting the start in this one. And then for the Samsung Lions, Choi Che Hyung is going to be going for them. And with Mr. Che Hyung, this is a guy that pretty much had a tale of two seasons when he was with Samsung during the 2019 campaign. Did a better job of being able to give the team some length towards the end of the year. He went five plus innings in all but one out of his last seven starts. So that was very solid for him in the first part of the season. He was actually used a little bit as a reliever. So I do think that that's a very interesting parallel. They were able to stretch him out towards the end of the year. Good southpaw. So I do think that there is a little bit of upside there. And then when you take a look at Drew Gagnon, if you are a Mets fan, you know all about him. He actually had a 3-1 record during the 2019 season, but that certainly doesn't say the whole story as with the New York Mets. In 837 ERA, and he was used primarily as a reliever. He's got one career start at the major league level, so I do think that it's going to be interesting. I don't think that you can really anticipate him going more than five innings. I think that this is going to be sort of a pseudo-bullpen game now with Gagnon. When he was coming up in the minor leagues, he was a guy that did see a couple more starts, so I do think that that is very interesting, and what you did notice is that when Gagnon was at AAA when he was pitching for Syracuse last season, he was a starter in that league and when he was at the major league level he was a little bit more of a reliever so I do think that that's 
something that you do want to note, but in 15 starts, he only gave about 88 and two-thirds innings while he was with AAA Syracuse, and like I mentioned, the AAA level is very similar to what you're going to find out here in the KBO, and at that level, he was actually decent with the Mets. He wound up having an ERA of a 233, but we saw what happened at the major league level, so this is someone that I just think is a guy that you really can't trust in, and I don't think that he's going to be able to give great length, and when you take a look at what you're going to be able to get out of the bullpen in this one for Kia. I don't think that it's necessarily the best because with Kia, this is a team that has just not been able to get a whole lot of great starts recently. They were very, very fortunate that on, I guess you could call it Thursday morning, Lee Min Woo was able to write the ship because he wound up starting for Kia on Thursday morning. He wound up giving up four runs in the first inning. He settled down from there and wound up being able to give the team five and two-thirds or else they would really be behind the eight ball. But when you take a look at this Kia team, they are not one that necessarily is going to give you a whole bunch of solid bullpen performances. And we saw this in the first game of the season as they wound up having a pair of guys pitch three innings and then you had two relievers in Kim Hongju and Koi Young Chang having to come into the game and they all got shelled. I just do not like the bullpen of Kia. I think that it's the worst out there in the KBO and I think that as a result you're going to be able to get a nice little plus price here with the Samsung Lions and I'm going to wind up taking it here just because it's a pretty much for one a fade of our good fr- friend Mr. Drew Gagnon and two I think that the Lions a team that was a little bit dormant in their first couple games of the season is going to be able to get things going with the bat. So we are going to be taking the Lions in this spot and we are going to be taking this little over and that will do it for the baseball betting podcast with myself Greg Peterson obviously this was the first day of doing KBO picks so let me know what you liked what you didn't like from today's podcast I really would appreciate some feedback here that way I could give you guys exactly what you want because let's face it I know that a lot of you guys are in quarantine I know that a lot of you guys you're just dying for any action whatsoever I'm going to try to give you guys it and like I said I'm going to be posting this podcast right around 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific. If you'd rather have it posted up a little bit sooner, a little bit later, what have you, give me that feedback and so much more on my timeline at GNRSquarty1. And if you have a general question, more than happy to answer those as well. And if you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, any day in which a KBO is going on, I'm going to have picks for you. And you can subscribe to all this and get these daily on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Hopefully you're all safe, healthy, and doing well. And I'll talk to you guys once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in.